The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined today by Anthony DeBundo. I'll just, I don't want to bury the lead. DeBundo will be here to give a Dinger Tuesday pick or two later in the show. And I did that now because I forgot to do that last week. So DeBundo's here to give other picks as well. And BJ Cunningham is back with us for today's episode. We will uh, go through the entire 15-game slate. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. Please rate review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. We will find out if we're fading the public today. I was kind of surprised to see a team that uh, loaded up in the offseason is being uh, undermined today by another team. We'll get to that. Underdogs that we like, and then our final bets, and we will go. Starting with best bets. To bundle, we'll go to you first. What do you like for today? I like the under 8.5 in the Mariners-Phillies game. This is really all about the wind and how it affects the games at Citizens Bank Park. I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, the wind blowing in tonight, about 8 to 10 miles an hour from left field, a little bit of a crosswind as the game settles in. That's a major benefit for Bailey Falter, the left-handed starter for the Phillies. Mariners do project better against left-handed pitching and do have some big right-handed bats in that lineup. Falter's biggest problem has been his command, or excuse me, his his home runs. Uh, he's got good command. Uh, he tends to give up the home run ball. And so backing him in Philly can be dangerous because it does, tends to play as a pretty friendly hitter's park. But given the run environment with the pretty low temperatures in the 50s and the wind blowing in, I think that helps Falter big time. And underrated is this Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. In the last week, they have had a .75 ERA, 26 strikeouts, three walks, it's a bullpen that's going to be highly volatile throughout the season because they have a lot of stuff guys who don't always have great command. But in a close game, which I think this will be, uh, there's a very uh, strong bullpen for both teams. Seattle and Philly are both top eight in stuff plus bullpens this season. 
uh, and strikeout minus walk rate, at least in strikeout rate, the Phillies and the Mariners are top 10 as well. So I think this game gets to the pens after Falta goes five and the uh, well-rested pens should shut this game down. Phillies also in their worst offensive split against righties. They project better against left-handed pitching uh, this season. Okay, best bet for you, BJ Cunningham on this 15-gamer. I like the Tigers and Brewers over eight and a half runs. Spencer Turnbull is going to be on the mound. He's been pretty bad coming off Tommy John surgery. Through four starts, he's given up 16 earned runs and has a 6.4 expected ERA. And the problem for him is, is that his velocity is down across the board on all of his pitches. He's just not able to garner the swings and misses like he did in 2021. Also, his ground ball rate is down around eight or nine percent, uh, which, you know, he was able to utilize his slider and sinker very effectively down in the zone in 2021. And that's why he had around a three expected ERA. Well, now he's not able to get those type of ground balls. So he's leaving the ball more up in the zone, which means his barrel rate is up. Sweet spot rate is up across the board. Milwaukee has been a very good offense this season. The 324 weighted on base average, 101 weighted runs created plus, which is eighth in Major League Baseball. And it's all come against right-handed pitching because they're top seven in almost every single offensive metric, including a plus 14.2 run value against Turnbull's three pitches of fastball, slider, and changeup. Now, Eric Lauer is going to be on the mound for the Brewers. He had you know, a halfway decent season last year, around a four expected ERA. And he was actually very dominant with his fastball. It, you know, opposing hitters only had a 271 expected weighted on base average against it. But this season, his velocity on his fastball is down three miles per hour. He was averaging close to 94 miles per hour last season. This season, he's below 91. So that has caused all, you know, his fastball to, to skyrocket in terms of the expected batting average and expected weighted on base average allowed. And now his expected ERA is up at 5.4. And the other part of it is he's basically abandoned his slider. Now he's basically only a fastball cutter pitcher. He does have a curveball that he throws in there. So not many Austin pitches for hitters to, to see. I understand the Tigers have been the worst offense against left-handed pitching this season, but also both of these bullpens are, are pretty average in terms of expect X FIP and even Milwaukee's bullpen, you know, to begin the season was, was up there in stuff plus and pitching plus near the top. Well, now they've kind of cratered down towards the middle of the pack. So you know, I'm projecting 9.1 run, runs for this game, so I like over eight and a half runs at minus 110. Righty, couple totals to get us started here tonight, and just looking at some of these uh, some of these teams and how they've been so far to the number. Seattle, which was the game uh, Debundo highlighted, they've been an over team, 12 nine and one uh, this season overall. And again, this is just it, it's. Just, you got to throw some of this out the window when you want to bet baseball. There's too much variance, right? Um, but that's really it in terms of ones that jumped out from one to the next. Yeah, I'm very tempted to play Detroit. Uh, I know they've been really bad against lefties, but we've got to talk about this with Zerillo. I know he's mentioned this on the show before. They project as an above-average team against lefties and one mm-hmm. of the worst offenses against righties just going forward. Uh, have some big right-handed bats in that lineup. So I'm really low on Eric Lauer coming into the season. His uh, His fastball velocity is way down. Stuff plus is way down. Turnbull is a guy who the peripherals like strikeout minus walk don't really like, but some of the other stuff like stuff does like Turnbull and some of the changes he's made. So I'm very tempted to play Detroit. I uh, haven't gotten there yet, but but we'll be thinking about it throughout the day. Uh, following yeah. the app. I was going to say Turnbull's stuff plus in 2021 was 107, which is very, very good. So um, if he can like, you know, I've wrote, wrote about it, wrote about him before, but my theory on him is like, if he can find something of what he was in 2021, like, he will provide value going forward, but we got to see that first. Yeah. 99 stuff plus this year. So right around average. uh, So not terrible. All right. Detroit Tigers, fewest runs scored in baseball. 
uh, at this point in the year, 64 runs. Even the A's have scored more runs than this Tigers team. But BJ likes the over today against uh, vol- some vulnerable uh, matchups playing uh, the mm-hmm. Brewers. Okay, moving on. We're going to find out. We're going to fade the public on this Tuesday. So there's plenty of public sides. The one that jumped out to us, the Chicago Cubs are getting 80% of the bets and 87% of the dollars. The Cubs visit the Padres today. So the uh, Cubs are home. I beg your pardon. Cubs are at home and they're a slight favorite at minus 130. San Diego has Blake Snell on the mound. And Steele's pitching for Chicago. I guess this is a reflection of people really liking Steele. BJ, are the people on the right side here? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? I mean, Justin Steele's a fantastic pitcher. I mean, so far, I mean, he's really showing it this season. He's got a, what, a 1-5 a one five ERA to begin the season. I was expecting to raise around 3.5. But, you know, he legitimately was the Cubs' best starting pitcher last season. And he's really showing that this season. Now, Blake Snell... He's been bad. <laughs> it's it's very bad. 6 ERA, 6.8 expected ERA. The stuff plus numbers though for Snell are, you know, decent at 102, but his pitching plus is at 92. So that tells me his command is all over the place right now. Uh so you know, if the number floats up there to, you know, plus 125, I might have to fire on the on the Padres, but other than that I'm passing. Bundo, Justin Steele v Blake Snell. Are, are folks sleeping on Snell too much? Yeah, I, I think so, personally. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week. I think it was Tuesday I was on, and it was uh, Snell against Strider. And I bet the under eight and a half, and I was like, look, this is a pretty favorable matchup for Blake Snell because Atlanta will chase. They hunt those barrels. They swing and miss a lot. They will not be patient and wait out Snell's walks. Uh, and that's pretty much what happened. The game ended up going over because the bullpens blew up. But Snell was good. And, and I just... Like we have seen this with Blake Sell so many times where he has a slow start or he has a stretch where he can't throw a strike. He walks too many guys and he, you know, he gets paid for it, but then he will have a stretch where to 10 to 15 straight starts, he's just unhittable. Uh, so it's really hard to project Blake Snell on a game to game basis. Cause you really don't know where he's going to end up. I mean, he uh, on, in that specific start, he generally ends up pretty consistently like a number two, three starter. The thing about this matchup, the Cubs don't really chase. They're bottom 10 in the league in chase rate, so that could be tricky, but I did bet the under anyway. Uh, I like the Cubs against righties more from a projection standpoint, number one. And number two, the wind's blowing in at Wrigley. So when it is, I bet the under. It's it's pretty simple for me, and it's a 57% hit rate, I think. Uh, Wrigley unders when the wind's blowing in. 10-mile-an-hour winds straight in from center today at Wrigley. That's why you're seeing the total so low. Uh, it's mm. even touched seven briefly overnight. So under seven and a half winds blowing in go Cubs go under. Yeah. Seven jumped out to me too. When I was taking a look here, I think the other low total tonight. Yes. It's twins Yankees. That total is set at seven for tonight as well. And, and seven is the line at BetMGM. Cortez and Ryan. You're starting yeah, two top 20 up. starters in the American league. Yeah. Maybe yeah. all of baseball. Okay. Still, I mean, geez, that's a, Sevens are low, right? Sevens are low. But you want to uh, guess? You want to guess the temp in Minnesota tonight, Brendan? Forty-six. Close. Thirty-nine. You guys are both right in the middle. Forty-two. Oof. That was closer. 
Gonna be a beautiful one in Minneapolis. I was closer by three to Bundo. And it's only gonna get colder as the sun sets. Yeah, but we are moving towards the the summer. So that's true. Ideally, we would be it would be warmer. But and for those of you on the east and and west coasts, Minnesota Mm -hmm. is a beautiful place in the summer with all the lakes. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Land of ten thousand lakes, some would say. Yep. Okay. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Let's go to our favorite underdogs of the day. Uh, Where's my dog? Uh Where's my dog? Where's my dog? I was happy to see. I think it was both of you on one of our podcasts here at payoff pitch for one of the first we did of the year to bundo you first Noah Syndergaard's pitching for the Dodgers and go to the other side would be my advice and I, I take you know I give Zarello a lot of credit for that he's kind of got me up to the understanding that Noah Syndergaard is no longer the man he once was in New York Pirates have won seven straight and you're riding him today absolutely this is a pretty depleted Dodger lineup now uh, Max Muncie is on the paternity leave Will Smith is remained inj- remains injured. Uh, he will not play this series, it looks like. Uh, and that means Austin wins is going to be behind the plate for uh, the Dodgers, likely. Uh, and he is one of the worst catchers in baseball, and it makes a huge impact. Pitch calling. Uh, if you watched the Cubs with Arias, uh, the matchup on Friday with wins behind the plate, Arias got absolutely destroyed by the Cubs. Uh, it just hasn't – he's not a good defensive catcher. He doesn't really hit, and it makes a big impact trying to stop the running game as well, which is already a huge problem when you have Thor on the mound. So I think Pittsburgh has a lot of advantages here. They have the better starting pitcher. And really, I know Brian Reynolds is still out for Pittsburgh, but this lineup isn't that much worse than the Dodgers right now because of all the absences, be it due to injury or parental uh, duties that are happening for the Dodgers here. So I like Pittsburgh plus 110 at home. Johan Oviedo has had a huge breakout. The last year, uh, maybe half year of, of 2022 and into 2023, now has two plus breaking balls that have been really effective. Uh, his fastball is not great, but he hides it well. 
And Oviedo has pitched to a sub three XERA and, and since August of 2022. So do I think he'll maintain that? Probably not, but I think he's clearly an improved pitcher from the one that we saw in St. Louis that really couldn't quite put the pieces together. So I'm going to roll with the pirates plus plus one ten at home, you know, long gone are the days when you get like plus plus one seventy, plus one eighty. but this Dodgers pitching staff with Thor, his stuff has not returned at all. His fastball is still sitting in the nineties. Uh, this is not, uh, a very good situation for the Dodgers, given their injuries. We might even see some Mookie at short. Uh, it's a sign of just how desperate they're getting at this point in the season. Okay. I don't, I don't hate it. It makes a lot of sense. The uh, looking, and this is not a, this was not a fade the public option folks, because the, the Dodgers are getting 52% of the cash, but 81% of the tickets are on Pittsburgh. They've won seven straight. They swept the Rockies. They took four from the Reds, all at home, and now they welcome the Dodgers in. And L.A. just came off their series. What are the Dodgers? They played the Cubs. That's right, over the weekend. So there you go. Yeah, okay. I, I think one other thing is with Pittsburgh, uh, people expect this offense to regress. I mean, I do too, ultimately, but they are top six in expected Woba. So it's not a, a total fluke or a, a run of luck that has gotten them to this point. They have deserved their start by far. Uh, the question is whether those hitters will continue to do that, but the youth and the speed and, and the athleticism of this unit right now against a team like uh, the Dodgers who don't have a good catcher or a pitcher right now is, is a major problem. And both teams are coming off uh, an off day. So that's uh, just keep that in mind. It's not like the Dodgers have the, the rest advantage and Pittsburgh played yesterday against the Reds. So the, uh, or not the Reds. Yes, the Reds. Do I have that right? I've got my schedules all screwed up. Sunday here. against the Reds, yeah. Sunday against the Reds. Thank you. So, yes, we're good. By the way, uh, Thor's fastball is one of the five worst in all of baseball this year among starters. Mm -hmm. 63 stuff plus. I mean, he's throwing 90 miles an hour now. Yeah. That's bad. It's over. All right. Very good. Let's go to uh, BJ. Favorite dog for tonight, please. Rockies plus 175 in okay. Cleveland. Peyton Battenfield will be on the mound for the Guardians. You know, if it wasn't for the injury to Aaron Sivale, like he would not have come up to the majors. If you look at his numbers from AAA last season, they were actually quite bad. You know, 3 6 ERA, but his XFIP was up at 5.7. He has an incredibly low K per nine rate, and it's because he does not have good stuff. He is a very, very below average fastball that only average is in the low nineties. His best pitch is his cutter, which, you know, is, is okay. You know, by stuff plus numbers, but overall for, you know, through his first two starts, his stuff plus is at 85. So he is somebody that's going to eventually get hit uh, in the majors. You know, he's gotten away with it through his first two starts with a one six ERA. He's going up against Ryan Feltner, who, Actually hasn't been that bad this season, although his ERA is, is ballooned up to 6.9. His expected ERA is sitting around four and a half. What he's done this season is he's throwing his slider more often than his fastball, and his slider is by far his best pitch. So I think he's only going to improve as he becomes less reliant on that fastball. And his stuff plus numbers are at 95. So he is a below average starting pitcher, but guess what? He's not worse than Peyton Battenfield. And this is something I keep harping on every single episode, but – the Cleveland Guardians are minus 15 in defensive runs saved. The only team worse in Major League Baseball right now are the Oakland Athletics. So now Cleveland doesn't have this, this advantage defensively, although Colorado is a, is a bad defensive team themselves. But 
for Peyton Battenfield to be this high of a favorite uh, is a little insane to me. So I like the Rockies at plus 175. Feels like the market hasn't fully corrected on them based on how they've played uh, lately. Yeah. I, know they, I know they got kind of roughed up there against the Phillies. They won that opening game in that series. I think they were a plus 190 when Zarello gave them out. And then mm-hmm. that was last week. And, and then the Rockies won last night. Six nothing against yep. Quantrill. And that was probably a popular under game, but mm-hmm. probably role reversal in terms of who scored the runs, right? Right. Uh, with Quantrill pitching. Who faded Quantrill yesterday on the pot? Was it? None was of that, us. None of us were all Did Charlie, was Charlie down on on, on him yesterday? No, didn't, no. no, no. We, we, we talked about how we don't like Kyle Quantrill and how he's lucky, but no. we can't get behind Austin Gomber. And then Gomber goes out and throws That's shut right. up the ball. Right. So. That's right. It was a, fa- yeah. it was, it was fade the public. That's yeah. what we were doing. And the, of course, once again, the, the Colorado Rockies were significantly um, overlooked. So, yep. and once again, 84% of the bets, uh, 84% of the dollars, 94% of the bets coming in on the Guardians tonight. So take there that. Take that for what it's worth. BJ's on the Rockies. Okay, some final bets. We'll go to Bundo first. Then BJ and DeBundo, of course, has his Dinger Tuesday picks. So we'll make sure we get those in. Go ahead, DeBundo. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, I'm going to take Oakland and the Angels F5 under. There's a, still a five out there right now, minus 120. Uh, I love everything I've seen from Mason Miller thus far. Uh, he's added a third pitch that grades out as very well above average by Stuff Plus. He catches the Angels in a negative split. The Angels project much better against lefties than they do against righties. Uh, and so Miller there against Griffin Canning, who hasn't really pitched a lot in the last couple of years. He's had a ton of injuries, but the first start was pretty encouraging for him. Uh, and I'm a believer in Canning stuff playing through against this lineup uh, for Oakland, which is still one of the worst in the league. Uh, so I'm going to roll with the F5 under. I don't hate a look on the A's F5 as well. I've decided I will not be betting the A's full game at any time Mm. because this bullpen is about as bad as it gets in Major League Baseball. I mean, their stuff plus as a bullpen as a whole for the season is 88, which is very bad. But keep in mind, that includes innings from Trevor McGill and Zach Jackson, who are now injured, who are above average relievers. Take those two out of the picture and it's legitimately one of the worst bullpens I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, if you watched the game last night, you saw that. They blew a huge lead that Waldachuk pitched pretty well for five innings, and then the bullpen came in and gave it away. So, yeah, the A's, F5 only for me right now. This this bullpen is so hard to project because it is just that bad. The uh, <laughs> I know you guys dive into the extra numbers. That's great. I just – I go to the – uh, some other sites and I find um, and by other sites, I mean, just like regular statistics, just put it simply, everybody, their bullpen ERA is over seven, seven, 76 not, earned runs. Not great. 99 hits. I don't have the like expected number on that, but the XFIP is, is, is the worst in the league as well. So uh, and they're, they're not striking guys out. They're walking a lot of guys. 66 gonna... walks by their bullpen. Yeah. And they're the worst defensive team. It's not even close to the rest of the rest of major league baseball. Yeah, it's a major league bullpen. But there are definitely triple A bullpens that are better. This is going to be a fun team to bet against, then, I would think. Um, keep an eye uh, on them, right? Fifth, sixth inning, if they've got a two, three run lead, 
maybe take the other side. That's like a Zarillo special. You know, you take the first five. Maybe he'll take the first fives on Oakland and then say, all right, come back and bet the other side, money line. But maybe Oakland A's might not be the team to trust in that scenario. Um, Anywho, or go against them, yes, but to trust them even in the first five is probably not a good idea either. Wow, they've been terrible. Okay. And then I also bet some uh, Giants Cardinals over uh, eight and a half up to nine. Woodford against Brebbia. Brebbia is going to be an opener. Uh, They're going to try to avoid Mania the first time through. I like Mania. But it really doesn't matter who the lefty is. If they're facing the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm going to look to play against him. Woodford's underlying numbers have been awful. I don't think his rotation days have much longer. I think he's pretty much pitching for his job here, and I think he's going to lose his job to Matthew Liberatore. He's sitting in AAA right now, uh, pitching really well with his increased velocity. We're going to be seeing him soon because Woodford is not uh, a – he's a replacement-level Major League starter, projected ERA over 4.5, closer to 5. And the wind is blowing out tonight at Oracle Park. Uh, 10 miles an hour straight out. So I like the over in that game. Final bets from BJ. And speaking of a, of an A's first five. Yeah. You like I, the A's in the first five. I, I do. I, I read that when I said what I said. Yeah. I believe in Mason Miller. You know, Anthony said the stuff plus numbers are real. Adding the extra pitch is very, very good. Only first five though. Not even going to touch the A's bullpen. And like you mentioned with Griffin Canning just hasn't really pitched that much. And it hasn't really been that good be on the Astros raise over eight you can find it at even money out there uh, Luis Garcia has not been very good so far uh, for Houston you know he's got expected ERA sitting over four the stuff plus numbers are both under a hundred he's going up against Drew Rasmussen who does have really really good stuff plus numbers to begin the season he's at 125 through a couple starts but he's mainly a fastball cutter pitcher which is the same as Taj Bradley from last night and the Astros were able to get to him very early. And the Rays, I mean, they're the best offense in Major League Baseball. So um, I think that the total is a tad low there. I also like the Twins and Yankees under. I would not play a juiced seven. I would rather play an under six and a half at plus 105 if I could. Um, you know, Nestor Cortez has continued to be really, really good. And the Twins have been one of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball against left-handed pitching. And the flip side of it, this is something I wrote about on theactionnetwork.com, but the Yankees lineup, Rizzo and Judge and Torres are all really good so far this season, but the bottom half of the Yankees order is really, really bad. So if you can just get through the first few guys there, that's why you see the Yankees overall for the season so far, very average and weighted on base average and weighted runs created plus. And these two bullpens are top six in Major League Baseball in, you know, in XFIP and stuff plus and all these other, other metrics. Um, and then I'm also with Anthony on the Mariners and Phillies under eight and a half. Play the full game unders if the bullpens are not. If the they're X. good, if the bullpens are good, play the full game under. But I'd rather play under six and a half at plus money than a juiced seven at like minus 125. Joe Ryan's the pitcher for Minnesota. He has been granted a ton of run support in his starts this year. He's and Anthony loves him. He's very good. He's good. Oh, he's good. He's got two 10 strikeout games. I'm seeing here. Kansas City got seven runs. Houston nine. Uh I'm just mad I don't have a ticket on him. Oh, to win, <laughs> oh, to win, to win the Cy Young. What's, what's he I at? I talked now? about it, but I never actually bet it. What's he at now? Is it not playable? He should be he should be minus one fifty, but he's probably still probably still fifty. <laughs> I see. I, I, see I, I talked kidding, to I talked to Zarilla oh. beforehand. He had him at minus three fifty, Anthony. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Let's see, I didn't project it that well. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean Cole is still the favorite, obviously, but I'm guessing no. that Ryan is in the top five or six now. Okay. 
I haven't actually looked at the odds in a couple of days. Okay, Joe Ryan. Well, I'll let you, sorry, I put you on the spot there. Joe Ryan is uh, has also given up a home run in each of his four starts. So oh, he's still thirty five to one. Hmm. I'm seeing here: Garrett Cole four to one, Shohei four to one, Degrom eight to one. The Shohei Cohen. thing is is very interesting as well. Um, and well, he I know get traded. Something. Yeah, he gets what I'm saying. He could get traded to the National League, and then suddenly his he's out side, of all awards markets. Out of all the awards, so. Um, don't bet show. I know Shohei is awesome. If you don't already have a ticket on him for MVP or Cy Young, just don't bet it. Like if you want to bet some other guys that maybe provide value, go ahead and do that. But Joe Ryan, especially Joe Ryan. now that the angels don't have Logan Ohapi, a uh, big downgrade yep. to, mm-hmm. uh, the backup catcher, uh, Matt Tyus. And, uh, that's going to hurt them. I think in their playoff chase here, let's, let's very be quietly. very clear. To, let's be very clear to our audience. Are you betting Joe Ryan at 35 to one or no? Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll join, and I'll join you, Anthony. Look at that. You just ask what his odds are now, and they go take a little gander. I mean, he was like 50 to 1 preseason. He's been one of the five best pitchers in the league. So, oh, and I like the twins. The twins are doing some good stuff under the hood with their uh, with their pitching development. It's very quietly. Louis Varland, it's been good. Bailey Ober's improved. So, the Minnesota's doing something down there or up there uh, with their staff and uh, seeing some improvements. I almost did it again. Dinger Tuesday picks before we get out of here. What do you got? What do you got? Yeah, the con will be up uh, this afternoon. Still waiting on some lineup stuff and some more line movement. But uh, so far, Matt Olson, top three in average exit velocity, top 10 in barrel rate. He's been electric to start the season, placed it uh, plus 360, uh, a little too low given the pitching matchup. I think he should be closer to plus 315, 320. So I'm going to take some Olson for the first pick and then read the column for the rest. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. That's it. Thanks to BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo. You can find each of them in the Action Network app. They do tend to, not just them, but our other sports betting contributors may add something to the app later in the day before first pitch uh, gets going in these games. These games don't start till after 6 o'clock Eastern, so they could very well add as the day goes on, so find them there in the app. We are back on Friday. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. For Anthony DeBundo, BJ Cunningham, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Have a great Tuesday. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.